welcome back to Night Swims, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. I'm your host, Douglas Green, and sitting across from me is the other host, Jackson Houston. Thank you for being let, here. I was going to let you uh, say your name, but... Thank you. I, pref- I don't say my own name. Yeah. Never. Never, ever. Get those wires situated. I got it. I got it. Got it? Um, well, uh, it's been a while. <laughs> um... Yeah, we just had a, a great episode the other day, or today, or yesterday, or whenever that was. Um, I thought it, I thought it was good. We had some laughs, cried a little bit, talked about aliens, talked about shitty pilots. Uh, That's just rude. Well, he wasn't the best. My ear pimples gone. <coughs> it's gone. It just went away. Uh, I'm. I stuck a Q-tip in my ear this morning, and it all came out. Very bare, like barely did any touching, and it was just my ear was bleeding in the shower. Ew. Yep. Real quick before we get into the episode, I have a song I'd like to play. Well over thirty seconds. That was from Modern Family. Oh, uh, who who's watered? Or, it was Cam, who was the drummer of the band. Was watered? Yeah, I just watched that episode. I forgot how funny that song was, and I just wanted to share that real quick. That was it. Well, um, thanks. If you if there's nothing else you want to talk about, we can get it. I have a lengthy topic. I didn't realize how lengthy it was. Super lengthy. It, it lengthy ish. Um, well, I mean, if you don't have anything to talk about, we can we can get into it. Okay, your soundboard's back, so I was wondering yeah. if you had any new sounds or anything you wanted to share with us, real quick. Uh, maybe it has to come up uh, genuinely. Organically is the word you're thinking of. Whatever. Okay, so what do you think the topic I did today is? Like, what's it about? A conspiracy theory? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to narrow this down. Uh, is, is, I assume a government conspiracy? Ooh, potentially. P- potentially, so it's not? Yes. Or it could be? Uh have to do with aliens? Mm, not really. Mm, no. Shoot. Uh, oh, crap. Uh, so uh, the presidents or a president? Mm. <laughs> You're not giving me much to go off here. He's just staring at his phone. I'm waiting. Oh, I don't. I don't know. What is it? Give you a hint. 
Space. Uh, SpaceX? No. No? No Elon? No. Dang. Um, Give you another hint. Spacewalk. Oh, Buzz Aldrin? Mm. Neil Armstrong? No. When? You're getting somewhere. Oh, like Apollo? Mm? Where Buzz Aldrin thought he mm. saw aliens? So I feel like we talked about that. Uh, You're on the right track. So I was on the right track with Apollo. You're on the right track. I don't know. Apollo 18, the mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> so Apollo 11. Mm. Oh, my God. How am I supposed to go off from this? Come on. What? It's a conspiracy involving astronauts. Oh. I don't have class tomorrow. Weather closed down the school. Nice. Yeah. It's a conspiracy involving astronauts. Very popular. Wow, there's like a lot of those. The moon landing? Thank you. The whole entire moon landing? Well, I feel like I tried to cover this, but then it ended specifically up the, the hollow moon theory. Moon landing conspiracy theories. Oh, all right. And those, if you don't know, mm-hmm. claim that some or all elements of the Apollo program and associated moon landings were hoaxes staged by NASA, possibly with the aid of other organizations. The most notable claim is that the six crewed landings from 1969 to 1972 were faked and that 12 Apollo astronauts did not actually walk on the moon. Various groups and individuals have made claims since the mid-70s. I'll have to say it out yep. for this one. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Um, I'm going to be more active with this soundboard. Since the 70s, uh, claims since the 70s, mid-70s, that NASA and others knowingly misled the public into believing the landings happened by manufacturing, tampering with, or destroying evidence, including photos, telemetry tapes, radio and TV transmissions, and moon rock samples. Uh, much third-party evidence for the landings exists. Ooh, I'll have to look at that later. Let me save that. Is that a hiccup? <laughs> Like, come on, man. Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> Quit I don't know why I always do this. Uh, since the late 2000s, high definition photo. What? Just, I, I thought you were pulling the fan. No. Uh, since the late 2000s, high definition photos taken by the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, or LRO, of the Apollo landing sites have captured the lander modules and the tracks left by the astronauts. 2012 images were released showing the five of five of the six Apollo mission missions. American flags erected on the moon still standing. The exception is that of Apollo 11, which has lain on the lunar surface since being accidentally blown off by the takeoff rocket's exhaust. Conspiracists or conspiracists have managed to sustain public interest in the theories for more than 40 years despite rebuttals and third-party evidence. Opinion polls taken in various locations have shown that between 6 and 20% of Americans, 25% of Britons, and 28% of Russians surveyed believe that crude landings were faked. Even as late as 2001, the Fox Television Network documentary Conspiracy Theory, Did We Land on the Moon, claimed NASA faked the first landing to win the space race. So, yes. I've got a couple different things we could go about. Um, All right! Thank you. Um, we could go about the origins of the moon landings. That's pretty lengthy. And, um, well, why don't, why don't we give our own origins? Where did, the, where did this happen? Where, what, what was going on? What, like, the space race, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm instead sorry. Of, instead of just reading it, let's just talk about it. Talk about what? The, the space race. 
I'm not. No, no, no. It's not the or. It's not like history of the space race. Or the moon landings. No. Or the theories. The, yeah, like how they came about. Yeah. Or I can just go straight into claimed like motives. Oh wait, no. I'm so stupid. I'm gonna talk about the origins first. I got back turned around. Okay, so. You got back turned around. An early, Typical! an early and influential book about the subject of a moon landing conspiracy. We never went to the moon. America's thirty billion dollar swindle was self-published in 1976 by Bill Casing, a former U.S. Navy officer with a Bachelor of Arts in English. That is useless. Despite having no knowledge of rockets or technical riding, uh, he was hired as a senior technical rider in 1956 by Rocketdyne, the company that built the F1 engines used on the Saturn V rocket. And as we all know, the Saturn V rocket was used by NASA between 67 and 73. So the Apollo missions. Yes. Uh, he served as the head of the technical publications unit at the company's propulsion field laboratory until 1963. Uh, the many allegations in Casing's book effectively began discussing what was that? A hiccup. <laughs> oh. um, effectively began discussion of the moon landings being fake. The book claims that the chance of a successful crude landing on the moon was calculated to be 0.0017%, and that despite close monitoring by the USSR, it would have been easier for NASA to fake the moon landings than to really go there. In, 18, in 1980, the Flat Earth Society, oh, Jesus Christ, we accused NASA of faking the landings, arguing that they were staged by Hollywood with Walt Disney sponsorship based on a script by Arthur C. Clarke and directed by Stanley Kubrick. Folklorist Linda Daig suggests that writer-director Peter Hyams' film Capricorn One. Have you seen that? No, which shows, uh, it came out in 78, which shows a hoax journey to Mars and a spacecraft that looks identical to the Apollo craft might have been given a boost to the hoax theories, popularity in the post-Vietnam War era. Day sees a parallel with other attitudes during the post-Watergate era when the American public were inclined to distrust official accounts, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, She wrote, the mass media catapult these half-truths into a kind of twilight zone where people can make their guesses sound as truth. Mass media have a terrible impact on people who lack guidance. In A Man on the Moon, first published in 1994, Andrew Chaikin mentions that at the time of Apollo 8's lunar orbit mission in December 1968, similar conspiracy ideas were under were already in circulation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's three main theories uh, about why they claimed it was fake. Um, they are uh, the space race, NASA funding and prestige, and the Vietnam War. They're both super, super long, and I'd rather talk about the claims and mm-hmm. rebuttals that have been made. Um, so if you want to look up uh, the reasonings for it, feel free to do so on your own. It's basically, um, Space Race 1 is pretty obvious. They wanted to be first to the USSR. Funding and prestige, NASA was kind of, eh, up until this point. Like, tell me what happened at NASA before 1969. Well, nothing. When was Exactly. When, well, it was a, uh, it was... A department that was created right after World War II. Yeah, no, right? but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they wanted, like well, they wanted they to didn't. be known as something because they're also American and full oh, of themselves. Still that's the startup. Th- it's kind of yeah, I know. And then the Vietnam War. Um, yeah, that that hindered it as well, right? Well, I guess uh, the Vietnam started what 67. It started in I don't know <laughs> 60 something. Okay. Thank you. I'm not going to look it up. Anyways, many moon landing conspiracy theories have been put forward claiming that either that the landings did not happen and that NASA employees have lied or that the landings did happen but not in the way as we have been told. Conspiracists have focused on perceived gaps or inconsistencies in the historical record of the missions. The foremost idea is that the whole crude 
the whole crude landing program was a hoax from start to end. Some claim that technology to send men to the moon was lacking or that the Van Allen radiation belts, solar flares, solar wind, coronal mass ejections, and cosmic rays made such a trip. Oh, Van Allen made such a trip impossible. Vince Calder and Andrew Johnson, scientists from Argonne National Laboratory, have given detailed answers to conspiracist claims on the laboratory's website. They show that NASA's portrayal of the moon landing is fundamentally accurate, although for such common mistakes as mislabeled photos and imperfect personal recollections. Oh, oh, sorry, is fundamentally accurate, allowing for such common mistakes as mislabeled photos and imperfect personal recollections. <clears throat> Using the scientific hypothesis, or scientific process, any hypothesis that is contradicted by the observable facts may be rejected. The real landing hypothesis is a single story since it comes from a single source, but there is no unity in the hoax hypothesis because hoax accounts vary between conspiracists. Mm -hmm. Now, I bet you're wondering how many conspirators... And I'm actually just going to read this because I confused myself with that. Oh. Trying to make it casual. According to James Longuski, the conspiracy theories are impossible because of their size and complexity. The conspiracy would have to involve more than 400,000 people who worked on the Apollo project for nearly 10 years, 12 men who walked on the moon, the six others who flew with them as command module pilots, and another six astronauts who orbited the moon. Hundreds of thousands of people, including astronauts, scientists, engineers, technicians, and skilled laborers, would have had to keep the secret. Longuski argues... What is that? What's what? Oh, God. There's stuff on the ground. I think that came off your feet. Mm. Um, uh, he argues that it would have been much easier to really land on the moon than to generate such a huge conspiracy to fake the landings. To date, nobody from the United States government or NASA linked to the Apollo program has said the moon landings were hoaxes. Penn Gillette made note of this on the in the Conspiracy Theories episode of his television show, Penn and Teller Bullshit, in 2005. With the number of people involved and noting the Watergate scandal, Gillette noted that someone would have added the hoax by now. One rebuttal by Sabrell. Who's that? Someone. Um, okay, hold on, let me find this. Now keep going. It's only a six second Oh, sound. he's just a conspiracist who's like against this. Um, so he's an anti hoax moon landing. No, no, he's like someone that believes in it. Oh, okay. Uh, one rebuttal by Sabrell to this claim is that NASA has had compartmentalized all of the work on the Apollo program. This would have allowed for only a small number of people to actually know the truth about faking the moon landings. So moon landing conspiracists focus heavily on NASA photos. They point to oddities in photos and films taken on the moon. Photography experts, including those unrelated to NASA, have replied that the oddities are consistent with what should be expected from a real moon landing and are not consistent with tweaked or studio imagery. Some main arguments and counter-arguments are listed below. In some photos, the crosshairs appear to be <coughs> behind objects. Uh, the cameras were fitted with a Riso plate a clear glass plate with a reticle etched on, making it impossible for any photographed object to appear in front of the grid. Conspiracists often use this evidence to suggest that objects were pasted over the photographs and hence obscure the reticle. This effect only appears in copied and scanned photos, not any originals. It is caused by overexposure. The bright white areas of the emulsion bleed over the thin black crosshairs. The, black, or the crosshairs are only about 0.004 inches thick, or one millimeter, an emulsion would only have to bleed about half that much to fully obscure it. Furthermore, 
There are many photos where the middle of the crosshair is washed out, but the rest is intact. In some photos of the American flag, parts of the crosshair of one crosshair appear on the red stripes, but parts of the same crosshair are faded or invisible on the white stripes. <clears throat> there would have been no reason to paste white stripes onto the flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's an Let's example. See. Let's see. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Am I going to have to post all these pictures? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Crosshairs are sometimes rotated or in the wrong place. This is a result of popular photos being cropped and or rotated for aesthetic impact. And by the way, I don't know if I specifically said, but these are a bunch of claims and then there were bottles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the quality of the photographs is implausibly high. There are many poor quality photos taken by the Apollo astronauts. NASA chose to publish only the best examples. The Apollo astronauts used high-resolution Hasselblad 500 EL cameras with a Carl Zeiss optics and a 70-millimeter medium-format film magazine. Uh, there are no stars in any of the photos. This is just a fucking dumb one. The Apollo 11 astronauts also stated in post-mission press conferences that they did not remember seeing any stars during EVA. Conspiracists contend that NASA chose not to put the stars into the photos because astronomers would have been able to use them to determine whether the photos were taken from Earth or the Moon by means of identifying them and comparing their celestial position and parallax to what would be expected from either observation site. Uh, the astronauts were taken... We're talking about naked eye sightings of stars during the lunar daytime. They regularly sighted stars through the spacecraft navigation optics while aligning their... In, inertial reference platforms, the Apollo PGNCS. Stars are rarely seen in space shuttle, MIR, Earth observation photos, or even photos taken at sporting events held at night. The light from the sun in outer space in the Earth-Moon system is at least as bright as the sunlight that reaches the Earth's surface on a clear day at noon, so cameras used for imaging subjects illuminated by the sunlight are set for a daylight exposure. <clears throat> the dim light of the stars simply does not provide enough exposure to record visible imagery. All crewed landings happened during the lunar daytime. Thus, the stars were outshone by the sun and by sunlight reflected off the moon's surface. The astronauts' eyes were adapted to the sunlit landscape around them, so they could not see relatively could not see the relatively faint stars. The astronauts could see stars with the naked eye only when they were in the shadow of the moon. Camera settings can turn a well-lit background to black when the foreground object is brightly lit, forcing the camera to increase shutter speed so that the foreground light does not wash out the image. Demonstration of this effect is here. Uh, Let so, me do that. Go back to the uh, part about the astronomers. Like, they didn't want to include the stars. Like, they chose not to so that astronomers wouldn't try and... No, that's what conspiracists say. Yeah. They say they didn't include that because if if they were included, astronomers could line them up and be like, okay, that's not really how the positioning worked yeah. during this day, so it's fake. But really, it's just camera. Mm-hmm. So they they chose Plus, like, they chose the different um uh what's it called daylight um whatever what what did you say the lunar daytime yeah that's what they set their shutter speed to right well no, they had to do it because the like Cause backgrounds the from black because yeah. like the foreground and everything interesting. Fake news. Here's a photo taken from the International Space Station in February 2008 uh, in space. No so there's stars. no stars. Um, here's another one. No stars. And what is this one? 
This is a long exposure photo taken from the moon's surface by Apollo 16 astronauts using the far ultraviolet camera spectrograph. It shows the Earth with the correct background of stars. Oh, wow. Hmm. Be so cool to go to the moon. Yeah. I have no interest to go to space. That'd be so cool. The ang angle and color of shadows are inconsistent. This suggests that artificial lights were used. Shadows on the moon are complicated by reflected light, uneven ground, wide angle lens distortion, and lunar dust. There are several light sources. The sun, sunlight reflected from the Earth, sunlight reflected from the moon's surface, sunlight reflected from the astronauts and the lunar module. Light from these sources is scattered by lunar dust in many directions, including into shadows. Shadows falling into craters and hills may appear longer, shorter, and distorted. Furthermore, shadows display the properties of vanishing point perspective, leading them to converge to a point on the horizon. This theory was also debunked in Mythbusters. Uh, there are identical backgrounds in photos which, according to their captions, were taken miles apart. This suggests that a painted background was used. Backgrounds were not identical, just similar. What appears as nearby hills in some photos are actually mountains many miles away. On Earth, objects that are further away will appear fainter and less detailed. On the moon, there is no atmosphere or haze to obscure far away objects. Thus, they appear clearer and nearer. Furthermore, there are very few objects such as trees to help judge distance. One such case is debunked in Who Mourns for Apollo by Mike Barra. The number of photos taken is implausibly high, up to one photo per 50 seconds. Simplified gear with fixed settings allowed two photos a second. Many were taken immediately after each other as stereo pairs or panorama sequences. The calculation, one per 50 seconds, was based on a lone astronaut on the surface and does not take into account that there were two astronauts sharing the workload and simultaneously taking, <clears throat> taking photographs during an extravehicular activity. Or an EVA. Mm -hmm. Or an EVA. EVA. Uh, the photos contain artifacts like the two seemingly matching seas on a rock and on the ground. These may be labeled studio props. The C-shaped objects are most likely printing imperfections and do not appear in the original film from the camera. It has been suggested that the C is a coiled hair. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay. So here's the original AS-16-107-17-445 photograph. Yeah. From the moon. Okay. And then here is um, AS-16-107-17-446. Okay. And then here is a close-up of later generation printings of 446. That's the C on the rock. Okay. C? Yeah. yeah, I see the C. And then, well, if we go back here, hold on. Here's a close-up of the original. Nothing? Yeah, see? It was next to the reticle. You saw it in the first yeah, photo, right? Yeah. Okay. And so what does that mean? They claimed that um, uh, there, it was like a fake rock that was labeled C. Oh. Like labeled for yeah, studio props. I see. A resident of Perth, Western Australia... Um, a woman named Una Ronald, which is a pseudonyme, said that two or three sec for two or three seconds, she saw a Coca-Cola bottle roll across the lower right quadrant of her television screen that was displaying the live broadcast of the Apollo 11 EVA. She also said that... <laughs> Coca-Cola. Oh. She also said that several letters appeared in the West Australian discussing the Coca-Cola bottle incident within 10 days of the lunar recording or landing. Um, or bottle. No such newspaper or recordings have ever been found. Uh, her claims have only been f f uh, relayed by one source. 
There are also flaws in the story, saying that she, uh, she stayed up late to watch the moon landing live is easily discounted by many witnesses in Australia who watched the landing in the middle of the day. The 1994 book Moonshot contains an obviously fake composite photo of Alan Shepard hitting a golf ball on the moon with another astronaut. What? Google golf ball moon. Golf ball moon. Uh, Alan Shepard. It was used instead of the only existing real images from the TV monitor, which the editors seemingly felt were too grainy for their books. The book publishers did not work for NASA, although the authors were retired NASA astronauts. Now, I'll actually wait to see this, because I want to see this first. What? Hold on. I, I assume it's not that. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. Ball two, ball one, jet. I don't... Hold on, let me see. Let me see what I can pull up. Alan uh, Shepard, golf. Yeah, I don't think I searched the right thing. Golf ball moon. Oh, so he actually did play golf on the moon, but I'm guessing the photo that they used <coughs> for the book was like touched up or maybe fabricated a little bit to look more clear because the I guess the one that they used was super grainy. Huh. Yeah. Look at how look at the, the this is just a photo I found. Look at how crazy this is. Just the uh like that's on the moon. Yeah. And it's just like look at it. Look how crazy that looks. Like this one. Maybe. Maybe it is. I'll get to I'll get to those. Here's a selfie. <laughs> it's crazy. Um so there appear to be hot spots in some photos that look like a large spotlight was used in place of the sun. Pits on the moon's surface focus and reflect light like the tiny glass spheres using the coating of street signs or dew drops on wet grass. This creates a glow around the photo photographer's own shadow when it appears in a photograph. And um, this is the example they used. Mm -hmm. Do you see how there's like the spotlight around the shadow? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're asking what I looked up, I clicked a link called Shine. That's H-E-I-L-I-G-E-N-S-C-H-E-I-N. It's an optical phenomenon. Uh, if the astronaut is standing in sunlight while photographing in the shade, or into shade, light reflected off his white space suit yields a similar effect to a spotlight. Some widely published, some widely published Apollo photos were high-contrast copies. Scans of the original transparencies are generally much more evenly lit. An example is below. Um... So here's an original photo of Buzz Aldrin during Apollo 11. Yeah. Here that is that it touched up. Uh-huh. I've so touched that photo up a little bit, too. Why? I had to use it for a project. Uh, I made a, a concert poster called Moonstock. And I used that picture. It's pretty cool. Nice. Who filmed Neil Armstrong stepping onto the moon? Um, cameras on the lunar module did. The Apollo TV camera mounted in the modularized equipment stowage assembly, or MESA, of the Apollo lunar module gave a view of this from the exterior. Mm -hmm. Damn it! While still on the module's ladder steps, Armstrong deployed the MESA from the side of the lunar module, unpacking, amongst other things, the TV camera. The TV camera was then powered on and signal transmitted back to Earth. 
This meant that upwards of 600 million people on Earth could watch the live feed with only a very slight delay. Similar technology was also used on subsequent Apollo missions. It was also filmed from an automatic 16mm movie camera mounted in a window of the lunar module. Now we get to the environment of the moon mm-hmm. and the claims it's people rocky. have. It's very rocky. That's whatever. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Why? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. That's okay. So, environment. Number one, the astronauts cannot have survived the trip because of exposure to radiation from the Van Allen radiation belt and galactic ambient radiation. Some conspiracists have suggested that Starfish Prime, a high-altitude nuclear test in 62, formed another intense layer on the Van Allen belt. Uh, Rebuttal. There are two main Van Allen belts, the inner and outer, and a transient third belt. The inner belt is more dangerous, uh, containing energetic protons. The outer one has less dangerous low-energy electrons, known as beta particles. The Apollo spacecraft passed through the inner belt in a matter of minutes, and the outer belt in about one and a half hours. Jeez. Uh, The astronauts were shielded from the ionizing radiation by the aluminum hulls of the spacecraft. Furthermore, the orbital transfer trajectory from Earth to the moon through the belts was chosen to lessen radiation exposure. Even James Van Allen, the discoverer of the Van Allen belt, rebuted the claims that the radiation levels were too harmful for the Apollo missions. Phil Plate cited an average dose of less than 1 REM, um, which is a... Rapid eye movement? Nope, it's a Röntgen equivalent man. It's a CSG unit of measure. Um, so less than one REM, or I'm guessing it's said it's pronounced like REM, which is equivalent to the ambient radiation received by living at sea level for three years. The total radiation received on the trip was about the same as the allowed for workers in a nuclear energy field for a year, and not much more than what space shuttle astronauts received. Film and the cameras would have been fogged by radiation. The film was kept in metal containers that stopped radiation from fogging the film's emulsion. Furthermore, film carried by uncrewed lunar probes such as the Lunar Orbiter and Luna 3 were not fogged. Uh. The moon's surface during the daytime is so hot that camera film would have melted. There is no atmosphere to efficiently bind lunar surface heat to devices such as cameras that are not in direct contact with it. In a vacuum, only radiation remains as a heat transfer mechanism. The physics of radiative radiative heat transfer are thoroughly understood and the proper use of passive optical coatings and paints was enough to control the temperature of the film within the cameras. <laughs> you got it? You I hate it. it. Lunar module temperatures were controlled with similar coatings that gave them a gold color. Also, while the moon's surface does get very hot at lunar noon, every Apollo landing was made shortly after lunar sunrise at the landing site. The moon's day is about 29 Earth days long, meaning that one moon day, dawn to dusk, lasts nearly 15 Earth days. Jeez. During the longer stays, the astronauts did did notice increased cooling loads on their spacesuits as the sun and surface temperature continued to rise, but the effect was easily countered by the passive and active cooling systems. The film was not direct sunlight, so it was not overheated. Uh, Apollo 16 crew could not have survived a big solar flare firing out when they were on the moon. No, no large solar flare occurred during the flight of Apollo 16. There were large solar flares in August 1972 after Apollo 16 returned to Earth and before the flight of Apollo 17. The flag placed on the surface by the astronauts fluttered despite there being no wind on the moon. This suggests that it was filmed on Earth and a breeze caused the flag to flutter. Sibrel said that it may have been caused by indoor fans used to cool the astronauts since their spacesuits' cooling systems would have been too heavy on Earth. The flag was fashioned to a... You know, like it's an L-shaped... Uh, upside-down L-shaped pole, yeah. rod. 
so that it did not hang down. The flag only seemed to flutter when the astronauts were moving it into position. Without air dragged, these movements caused the free corner of the flag to swing like a pendulum for some time. The flag was rippled because it had been folding dur folded during storage. The ripples could be mistaken for movement in a still photo. Uh, video showed that when the astronauts let go of the flagpole, it vibrates briefly, but then remains still. And this was also debunked on Mythbusters. Oh, right. I remember watching that episode. Yeah, I never thought, like, the flag had anything. Like, I thought that was always the bad part of the hoax. Um, or the, yeah. Yeah. Um, Footprints and the moon dust are unexpectedly well-preserved, despite lack of moisture. Moon dust has not been weathered like earth sand and has sharp edges. This allows dust particles to stick together and hold their shape in the vacuum. The astronauts likened it to talcum powder or wet sand, and this was also debunked on Mythbusters. Mm -hmm. The alleged moon landings used either a soundstage or were filmed outside in a remote desert with the astronauts either using harnesses or slow-motion photography to make it look like they were on the moon. While the HBO miniseries From the Earth to the Moon and a scene from the movie Apollo 13 used the sound stage and harness setup. It is clearly seen from those films that when dust rose, it did not quickly settle. Some dust briefly formed clouds. In film footage from the Apollo missions, dust kicked up by the astronauts' boots and the wheels of the lunar roving vehicles rose quite high due to the low lunar gravity and settled quickly to the ground in an uninterrupted parabolic arc since there was no air to descend the dust. Even if there had been a sound stage for the hoax moon landings that had the air pumped out, the dust would have reached nowhere near the height and trajectory as the Apollo film footage because of Earth's greater gravity. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Despite, or during the Apollo 15 mission, David Scott did an experiment by dropping a hammer and a falcon feather at the same time. Both fell at the same rate and hit the ground at the same time. This proved that he was in a vacuum. If the landings were filmed outside in a desert, Heat waves would be present on the surface in mission videos, but no such heat waves exist in the footage. If the landings were filmed in the soundstage, several anomalies would occur, including a lack of parallax and an increase of decrease or a decrease in the size of the backdrop if the camera moved. Footage was filmed while the rover was in motion, and yet no evidence of any change in the size of the background is present. This was also debunked on Mythbusters. Uh, here's the video of him dropping that. Damn it. Okay, hold on. Uh, Jeopardy. Mercy, I'm about to bust. Yep, okay. Got it? Oh, I've seen that. <coughs> Look at that. He is in a vacuum. Yep. <coughs> Mechanical issues. The lunar modules made no blast craters or any signs of dust scatter. No crater should be expected. The 10,000-pound thrust descent propulsion system was throttled very far down during the final landing. The lunar module was no longer quickly decelerating, so the descent engine only had to support the lander's own weight, which was lessened by the moon's gravity and by the near exhaustion of the descent propellants. At landing, the engine thrust divided by the nozzle exit area is only about 10 or 1.5 psi. Um, beyond the engine nozzle, the plume spreads and the pressure drops very quickly. Rocket exhaust gases expand much more quickly after leaving the engine nozzle in a vacuum than in an atmosphere. The effects of an atmosphere on rocket uh, plums 
plumes can be easily seen in launches from Earth. As the rocket rises through the thinning atmosphere, the exhaust plumes broaden very noticeably. To lessen this, rocket engines made for vacuums have longer bells than those made for use on Earth, but they still cannot stop this spreading. The lander's exhaust gases, therefore, expanded quickly well beyond the landing site. The descent engines did scatter a lot of very fine surface dust, as seen in 16-millimeter movies of each landing, and many mission commanders spoke of its effect on visibility. The landers were generally moving horizontally as well as vertically, and photos do show scouring of the surface along the final descent path. <sighs> Finally, the lunar regolith is very compact below its surface dust layer, making it impossible for the descent engine to blast out a crater. A blast crater was measured under the Apollo 11 lander using shadow lengths of the descent engine bell and estimates of the amount that the landing gear had compressed, and now deep the lander footpads and how deep the lander footpads had pressed into the lunar surface. And it was found that the engine had eroded between four to six inches of regolith out from underneath the engine bell during the final descent and landing. Oh my gosh. So much. <laughs> you don't have to read all of it. We can just discuss some of these things if you want. All right, well, pick, pick another one that you think is good. And we can we can discuss all of this. We can have our own discussion. Um, so just reading facts. Oh my god, there's so much information. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's okay. That's what Night Swims is about. This is so much. No, no. Let's look at alien. See, that's what I want to get into. <laughs> An alien? <laughs> yeah. Is there anything on that? No, because this is just about like I can talk about the alleged Stanley Stanley Kubrick involvement. Hell is that? You know what it is, bitch. Okay, let's do it. So just to preface, there's probably ten other claims and rebuttals that are listed. Um, it's all very technical stuff, and um, to be honest, there was a lot that uh, I just. I didn't want to bore y'all with because we're already at almost 40 minutes. I'm going to turn the fan on. It's a little toasty. Ah, good. That goes to the lowest setting. Okay, so very famous. One of the most famous claims is that Stanley Kubrick, director of 2001 A Space Odyssey, which at the time was known for groundbreaking. its groundbreaking visual effects of an ac very accurate depiction of space travel. <clears throat> so... Filmmaker Stanley Kubrick is accused of having produced much of the footage for Apollo 11 and 12, presumably because he had just directed, 2001, A Space Odyssey, which is partly set on the moon and featured advanced special effects. It has been claimed that when 2001 was a post-production in 68, NASA secretly approached Kubrick to erect the first three moon landings. The launch and splashdown would be real, but the spacecraft would stay in Earth orbit and fake footage broadcast as live from the moon. No evidence was offered for this theory, which overlooked many facts. For example, in the movie, uh, the movie was released before the first Apollo landing, and Kubrick's depiction of the moon's surface differs greatly from its appearance in the Apollo footage. The movement of characters on the moon in the movie differs from that of the filmed movement of Apollo astronauts and does not resemble an environment with one-sixth of uh, the gravity of Earth. Several scenes in the movie show dust billowing as spacecraft landed, something that would not happen in the vacuum environment of the moon. Kubrick did hire Frederick Ordway and Harry Lang, both of whom had worked for NASA and major aerospace contractors, to work with him on the movie. He also used some 50mm f .7 lenses that were left over from a batch made by Carl Zeiss. Uh, 
for NASA. However, Kubrick only got this lens for Barry Lyndon, which came out in 1975. The lens was originally a still photo lens and needed changes to be used for motion film- filming. The mockumentary based on this idea, Dark Side of the Moon, could have fueled the conspiracy theory. This French mockumentary, directed by William Carell, was originally aired on Art Channel in 2002 with the title Operation Lune. Um, it parodies conspiracy theories with faked interviews, stories of assassinations of Stanley Kubrick's assistance by the CIA, a variety of conspicuous mistakes, puns, and references to old movie characters inserted through the film as clues for the viewer. Nevertheless, Operation Lune is still taken at face value by some conspiracy believers. An article titled Stanley Kubrick and the Moon Hoax appeared on Usenet in 1995 in the news group alt.humor.best-of-usenet. One passage on how Kubrick was supposedly coerced in the conspiracy reads, NASA further leveraged their position by threatening to publicly reveal that the heavy involvement of Mr. Kubrick's younger brother Raoul with the American Communist Party. This would have been an intolerable embarrassment to Mr. Kubrick, especially since the release of Dr. Strangelove. Kubrick had no such brother. Uh, the article was a spoof, complete with a giveaway sentence describing Kubrick shooting the moonwalk on location on the moon. Nevertheless, the claim was taken up in earnest. Clyde Lewis used it almost word for word, whereas Jay Wiedner gave the brother a more senior status within the party. In 2009, in July 2009, Wiedner posted on his webpage Secrets of the Shining, where he states that Kubrick's The Shining is a veiled confession of his role in the scam project. This thesis was the subject of refutation in an article published on Seeker nearly half a year later. In the 2015 movie, Moonwalkers uh, is a fictional account of the CIA agent's claim of Kubrick's involvement. Hmm. December 2015, a video surfaced which allegedly showed Kubrick being interviewed shortly before his death in 1999. The video purportedly shows the director confessing to T. Patrick Murray the uh, Apollo moon landings have been faked. Research quickly found, however, that the video was a hoax. Of course. Um, and an episode of Mythbusters in August 2008 was dedicated solely to the moon landings. The Mythbusters crew tested many of the conspiracist claims. Some of the testings were done in a NASA training facility. All of the conspiracist claims examined on the show were labeled as having been busted, meaning that any claims uh, about the moon landing were not true. Mm-hmm. Um see here anything else they have stuff about moon rocks and uh stuff like that uh about like third-party evidence for it that's this whole other thing um public opinion though and we'll wrap up with that because i'm sure people are tired of hearing all the sciencey stuff in a 1994 poll by the washington post nine percent of the respondents said it was possible that the astronauts did not go to the moon another five were unsure 1999 gallup poll found that six percent of americans surveyed doubted the moon landings happened and that 5% of those surveyed Howard no opinion real quick this has inspired me my next topic is going to be about um, the flat earth society I feel like it's just a fun thing to talk about and listen yeah, to the claims be, that will be a fun one yeah um, uh, 5% had no opinion which roughly matches the findings of a similar 1995 time CNN poll Officials of the Fox Network said that such skepticism rose to about 20% after the February 2001 airing of their network's television special, Conspiracy Theory to be Land on the Moon, seen by about 15 million viewers. This Fox, this Fox special is seen as having promoted the hoax claim. A 2000 poll conducted by the Public Opinion Foundation in Russia found that 28% of those surveyed did not believe the American astronauts landed on the moon. 
and this percentage is roughly equal in all social demographic groups. In 2009, a poll held by the United Kingdom's Engineering and Technology magazine found that 25% of those surveyed did not believe that men landed on the moon. Another poll gives that 25% of 18 to 25-year-olds surveyed were unsure. Idiots. There are subcultures worldwide which advocate the belief that moon landings were faked. By 1977, the Hare Krishna magazine, Back to Godhead, called the landings a hoax, claiming that since the sun is, is 93 million miles away, and according to Hindu mythology, the moon is 800,000 miles away, farther away than that, the moon would be nearly 94 million miles away. To travel that span in 91 hours would require a speed of more than 1 million, mile or 1 million miles per hour, a patently impossible feat even by the scientists' calculations. James Oberg of ABC News said that the conspiracy theory is taught in Cuban schools and wherever Cuban teachers are sent. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. A, a poll conducted in the 1970s by the United States Information Agency in several countries in Latin America, Asia, and Africa found that most respondents were unaware of the moon landings. Many of the others, many of the others dismissed them as propaganda or science fiction, and many thought it had been the Russians that landed on the moon first. Mm -hmm. In 2019, Ipsos conducted a study for C-SPAN to assess the level of belief in the 19, that the 1969 moon landing was fake. 6% of respondents believed it was real, but 11% of millennials were most likely to believe it was not factual. And that that's not nearly as much on the moon landing as there is. There that was possibly the largest the largest the largest the, lard the largest article I've ever seen on one topic. So yeah. if you want to do your own research about the moon landing, go right ahead. There's tons of stuff out there. So yeah. See, I think the moon landings... You, okay, now you do a bunch of talking. I need to take a break. <laughs> you do a lot of reading. A lot of talking, though. Yeah. So I think the moon landings happened. I think... Okay. I'm a patriot. Don't, don't say, like... But I also think... Don't say, I think, because it's a guaranteed moon landings fact. Happened. Yeah. For, like, well, I, would, I was just stating that as my opinion, that I think that. I don't like think like I don't know. I know it happened. I was just saying I think that it happened because that's my opinion. So in my – sorry. Let me make that clear. Good. In my opinion, the moon landings happened. Thank you. Um, and I also believe that there is a large lunar base that NASA or uh, Space Force has um, – constructed up there whether it's below ground or above ground somewhere somewhere that is not visible to the naked eye or a very cool camera that can zoom all the way in on the moon um i looked up moon base yeah um there's no conspiracy about a moon base but there are plans to make a permanent moon base with russia and china joining mm -hmm. the joint lunar base um and it is going to be valued at 35 billion dollars <laughs> Sheesh. Continue. That's it. This last stimulus package was $1.9 But it wasn't there also like a bunch of like bullshit that they were sending out? Yeah. And then like, the, yeah, so. But I doubt, I doubt not like. bullshit is well, that 1400 I know, but I doubt like NASA is going to be like, well, we're going to build like this lunar outpost. We're also going to give like a shit ton of money well, see, not to gonna... like all these different like Syrian stuff and all that like random crap. Yeah. So I don't think like NASA is going to do that. I feel like NASA is the least political organization we have in our government because they don't. Not, is there politics in space? I don't think there is. <laughs> that maybe, but well, if <laughs> whoa, if, what about the whole Galactic Federation underground moon base thing that came out a couple months ago? 
how we were meeting with the Galactic Federation and like ambassadors at from, at the underground moon. Yeah, Galactic Federation. That's what the um, uh, Israeli Israeli uh, defense minister said. Underground. You know, he didn't. He hasn't spoken since then. Yeah. Uh, Galactic Federation underground base. Is, is he alive? Is, did he get whacked? Halim Eshed. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, man. All campuses will be closed at noon tomorrow. My class is at 1045. It ends at noon, tomorrow. Shade. Oh. Hold on. <gasps> Continue with what you're saying first. I just found something interesting. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I wasn't saying anything. Oh. I was just talking about campus. Article title. Buzz Aldrin did not claim to have seen aliens while heading to the moon. Uh, that, I think we could save that. Okay. I don't know. How long is it? Because we're already, what, Jesus minutes? Christ. It is long. Yeah. Okay, I'll save that for um, my next topic, the flat earth people. Yeah, we, that could be a multi-topic thing, I guess. Um, yeah. The Is the weather supposed to be bad tomorrow? Yeah, Sorry, I can it's supposed keep to be terrible. Yes. I love the weather. Like I hope I, d- I hope I can like not have to go into work. <laughs> Just say you can't. Well, I mean, they'll probably say that anyways. I'm looking um, at the radar. Yeah, it's supposed to be bad down here in Mobile, Alabama. Um, but yeah, moon landings happen. Okay, so the radar went to 12 to midnight tonight. It's literally everywhere but Mobile. Wait, what? I, I did the radar. Midnight tonight? Yeah, I went the radar till midnight tonight. It's but literally everywhere but... Yeah, midnight tonight. What about tomorrow? Okay, let me... Well, there's no... Oh, oh, that's <laughs> mine. That's what we're Dude, talking about. Dude, if it's raining all day tomorrow, that is going to be sick. And if you don't go to work, we could do even some more podcasting. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, continue. We can plan for the 100th episode. <laughs> Kill me. Anyways. Um... I'm literally going to have to take like a whole day just to like focus on it. Maybe I'll do that this weekend at some point. So I also believe that there is a species of ancient alien living on the moon called the hive. Uh, (laughs) They, (laughs) they are under the uh, taken King named Oryx. But Uh, then didn't he die? Yeah, he is dead. A guardian named Dougie G 9239 slayed his ass. Watch your uh, and, uh, gri- well, at the time, gl- Grizzly Gerbear. I need to change that. Yeah. So bad. He's now known as uh, Glizzy Gerbil. Tell me. <laughs> Shut up. That's my gamer tag. Yeah. Well, we just nerded out. Yeah. Or well, I did. Um, yeah. Apollo missions were successful. But the my, my thing is, because I talked about this on the Hollow Moon Theory, I believe, um, I think Sentinel w- Prime is up there. Yeah. We just haven't found him yeah, yet. Yeah, he's in the... Uh, the uh, the crash Cybertron ship. Yeah, um, but he's really working with the Decepticons. Yeah, Revenge of the Fallen. That's the third movie. Yeah, no, Revenge of the Fallen. No, second. Sentinel Prime was in the third I movie, know. Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, no. Why'd you say Revenge but of the Sense Fallen? Because they're connected, aren't they? No, they aren't. Two different stories. The Fallen were the ancient. Who had the Allspark? Uh, the Allspark. Isn't that what Megatron was going after in the first one? Yeah, but the Allspark was. A cube. It was a cube that was on Cybertron, but they found it on Earth. Yeah. And that's why they came to Earth. Well, no, I thought they found a shard. No. Anyways, this isn't Spill Your Beans. <laughs> uh, where was I? Um, uh, 
Oh. I have banana. Yeah, we both have banana. Um, yeah, moon landings. Oh, wait, oh, I know, I know. Um, so we haven't been to the moon since what? 1973, 1974. Why? <laughs> well, if you remember the accurate found footage film Apollo 18, it's because there's a creepy ass alien up there. I don't know why. Alien Probably because like nothing's changed. And like the first time they went up there was like to just like go there, collect samples. They're done. They did that a bunch of more times, literally seven or six more times. Collected tons of samples, and if and they they planned to they planned to make a base there. Yeah, so not? there's obviously like there's plans to go in the future, but surface, like this shit takes I'm times. Below surface, like they collected surface samples. What about below the surface? Uh, that is a good question. Unfortunately, I don't work for NASA. Let me just call I, up what uh, I what I should do is I should call up Mark Rober, former yeah. NASA um, worker, although he worked on the Mars rover. I don't know if he is familiar with the moon stuff, but you know, I'm sure he's not yeah, busy I think making he's just a Mars guy. Yeah, I'm sure he's not busy making like the smartest and most viral videos right yeah. now. So I'll call him. I, he's my personal he's friend. Yeah, he's probably with his like 15 million subscribers and his genius ass brain. I think someone's in love, dude. Do you watch his videos? I don't. They're insane. He's a, he's a former he's a former like NASA engineer and you're just like oh so here's here's his so he gets footage from Mars here's his resume uh, okay. I studied mechanical engineering in school I did my undergrad at BYU and masters at USC I worked for Easy. the NASA JPL for nine years seven of which were working on the Curiosity rover uh, then he created something called Digital Duds sold it two years later then worked for Apple doing product design as a mechanical engineer for five years and then he just quit and decided to do YouTube but it only makes twelve videos a year. Well, I think he's got a lot. I think he's that. He His most recent video was about Perseverance, the new Mars landing, because yeah. he worked on the previous one. Well, he can't just be doing YouTube. No, he only does YouTube. For real? Uh, in 2019, I just make my monthly YouTube videos. Oh. As of 2019. Well, I'm sure he can do that. He's He makes 12 a year. Yeah. And he's done, like, some crazy stuff. How much money do you think he makes off of each video, though? Well... I mean, that's basically a monthly paycheck. His though. most popular video sits at 112 million views. And I'm, 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 I assume he doesn't get monetized. Um, let me click on that video and see if there's ads on it. Oh, that's oh, yeah, there's an ad. Oh. So besides the starting ad, there are oh, there's a starting and an ending ad, and then it's also sponsored. Oh. And he also has like a merch shop, but he, uh, it's it's just a lot. That is crazy. I wish I could do that. I wish I was smart. Just uh, do your undergrad at BYU and get your master's at USC and then work for NASA for nine years, man. Yeah, I'll apply at BYU. Um, Yeah, yeah. You'd have to go on a mission. He's been on a mission? I don't know. Well, no, because he didn't like, he wasn't like a full, he did just his like undergrad there. I think if you do your undergrad, you don't have to do that at BYU. I don't know how Mormons work. What am I? A Mormon? No. You could be. No, thanks. Okay. You don't want to move out to Utah? No. Hmm. Salt Lake City. Anyways. Oh, um, maybe there. Yeah. See the jazz play. That'd be cool. Well, uh, yeah. Moon landings happened. Of course. If you believe otherwise, like this some people who believe Helen Keller isn't real, <laughs> you're an idiot. He definitely doesn't listen anymore. You don't think? I don't know. Damn. Maybe not. Are your yeah. eyes closed? Oh, never mind. They're open now. You I have was, really small eyes. I do. Everybody at work comments about that. Like, like I barely open my eyes when. I'm open like your awake. eyes wide. 
Like as wide as you can. Yeah. That's as wide as you can? Yeah, and then they get dry really fast. Hold on. No, seriously, as wide as you can. No, no, eyebrows down. Eyebrows down? Yeah, just like, okay, that's like a normal open. You do it. <laughs> like mine are wide. Yeah. Yeah. That's why people think I'm high all the time. You're just like. I'm <laughs> just like, hey. Oh, no, I can see clearly. Yeah, no, I can see. Yeah, they look like they're closed, <laughs> but I can see perfectly fine right now. Yeah. I get that a lot. Like, does it just look like little slits? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, the reason I like I brought that up because like I looked over and it looked like your eyes. Well, were I was doing I was doing this. I was like, yeah, they look closed right now. Bit. Are yeah. you squinting? Can you see what I'm? How many yeah. fingers am I holding up? Three. It looks like your eyes are completely closed when you do that. Well, yeah, that's what squinting is. So you just see. Okay, your what about eye. me? Yeah, my eyes don't look. Four. Yeah, my eyes look four. closed. Yeah, completely closed. Yeah, really? No, close your eyes. Yeah, look the same. Really? Yeah, it's because oh. the eyelashes. <laughs> And then bite your lip. <laughs> Eyebrows up. Smile. And then stop smiling. <laughs> That's your model face. <laughs> okay, we should wrap this up. Yeah, let's get it. Let's oh, my God. It. Let's get it, dude. It's some rambling. Yep. Um, Douglas? This is the end, friend. It's from Chucky. Uh, wrap this up. Uh, follow us. At nightswims.podcast on Instagram. Um, and, uh, you know, like all of our pictures. We got some pretty cool photos on there and videos. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. For Douglas's topic. Yeah, my topic. Correct. I got a good one. Do you? Yeah. I'm excited. Bye bye. Happy Tuesday. Later.